Welcome everybody to another episode of Get Your Act Together Podcast presented by Nightbridge Jats. Um, season 2, episode 2. Um, today we got a very special guest here today in the building. Um, this brother came out to one of our accountability meetings back in October and shared his uh, story with us, man. It was a phenomenal story. And we asked him, was like, hey man, we need to get you on a podcast because I think uh, people can relate uh, and get some inspiration from his story. So right now we want to welcome Brad Clark, owner slash player of the St. Augustine Glory basketball team. Welcome, Brad. Yeah, Thank you very much, man. Brad, let me let me just go ahead and jump right in. Like, so you're an owner of a professional basketball team in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, just give us a little background of what all you do, what all entails of that professional basketball team. Oh, awesome. Once again, fellas, man, thank y'all for, you know, uh, allowing me to come on and share with y'all on the broadcast. And, uh, sure. Um, Doug, you know, me and you go back. Way back. Way 2001, back. man. <laughs> you know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So glad about what you guys are doing. Very positive in the community. Um, I actually tell people when I'm out, you know, promoting the team, you know, that there's some gentlemen that you need to reach out to. Um, it's a guy named Alexis Ferguson. I need y'all from St. Augustine. Okay. He uh, does some very positive things in the St. Augustine community. Yeah. And I just mentioned that bridge to um, him recently okay. for all the work that you guys are doing. So um, Appreciate it, man. I think he wants to do something similar okay. um, like that. Um, all right. brothers come together in St. Augustine as well. So I say, you know what, you know, you holler at Doug yeah. um, in, in the game. So um, awesome, cool. awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, as far as um, with the glory, um, we're so excited. The St. Augustine Glory is the first professional basketball team uh, in St. Augustine, the nation's oldest city. Um, it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to bring forth something in as big as a professional basketball organization to that area. So um, uh, I've been excited about sharing my, my story um, to the community. And you guys just completed the first season, right? Yeah, we just completed our first yeah, season. Big us on that, man. Big, big us on the first season, just completed yeah. um, and everything. So um, speaking of that, how did everything go the way you wanted to as far as like this, this first season? Uh, uh, I mean, that's a difficult question to ask. <laughs> For, uh, you yeah. know, on a business, I don't think everything goes the way you want it to go. <laughs> Now, especially your first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as yeah. far as... Uh, Boots on the ground, just like... Yeah. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For my expectations, um, you know, I've been in the professional basketball ranks for a long, long time, um, at least eight years. So my expectation of it from from the experience, um, you know, I knew it's going to take about three to five years for it to really get rocking. So my, the first one or two years are rough for any business, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it still doesn't change... The hope that you have that you're going to walk yeah, in and you're you going to have thousands yeah. of people at your game, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, uh, you know, I didn't see thousands, but, you know, I seen growth, I seen traction. And so, yeah, it was a very successful season. That's cool. So, how did the uh, city receive St. Augustine Glory? It was received well. Um, the mayor's on board, Mayor Nancy uh-huh. Shaver, on board. I met with her. Um, I've met with um, a lot of the clergymen. Um, didn't receive very, very well. I've seen some some um, 
resistance from people that are not just used to having it. You know, Sonoma is a very small town. Very yes. Small. Yeah, so it's, it's people just not used to somebody saying, hey, it's a pro basketball team. What does that mean to us? You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, and then, this, you know, the South is like a football market anyway. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. With the South being a football market, um, it's sometimes harder to, you know, get basketball flowing to that level. Because yeah. high school football in yeah. St. Augustine is like king. Yeah, that's like it's like in the that's y'all in the field yeah, right there. Yeah, Friday right. night lights. <laughs> Believe it. Believe it. Yeah, St. Augustine High versus Palaka game. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. They. I'm. You know. I'm a football guy, and them y'all got some some legendary players that came out of St. Augustine in the high school football ranks. Yeah. So on this journey, man, of you um pursuing ownership. Just you don't have to go through the whole thing, but I want to just backtrack to where did when did you decide I want to own my own professional basketball team? Like what, like who sparked that in you? And like the light bulb went off just like that, and then your road to you know your the tip off of your first season. Yeah, well, um, you know the game itself, you know basketball. Um, Ball is life, basically. Yeah, not in a, not in my case. It's not life, but it carried me through so much. Yeah, yeah. And I um I learned how to play the game the right way. So I had good coaches. Um, my high school coach uh, taught me hard work, uh, and I saw it pay off. So I started believing in hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, my college coach was a fundamentalist, so mm. he was a hard worker, but he believed in the fundamentals yeah. of the game, and he taught it. He was a D one coach. Um, that um, actually coached at L Waters. Mm-hmm. So he used to coach at JU, and then he came to L Waters. So he's the head coach at JU, came to L Waters. So um, I got the best from a fundamental aspect of how to play the game the right way. Gotcha. Um, so uh, my mom moved around a lot growing up. So, you know, the ball was how I made friends in every neighborhood that I moved. Yep. I moved. I went to the court and made friends. Court. So between the hard work and the fundamentals and – you know, making friends on the basketball court. Basketball became a way of life, but it also mm. became a journey and a pursuit. And I learned how to train people and develop players. And and over the years, I started developing a brand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, my style, my brand, which is all pro basketball. And um, I started looking forward to, you know what I'm saying, impacting the game, you know what I mean, in a new way. And so what ended up happening was... Just, just talking to myself, saying, you know what? If I ever had a professional basketball team, I had to be called the St. Augustine Glory. Huh. So you, so you already knew what a, you already had the vision already. I mean, some things just be in your heart, and you don't know how they got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just grew. You know what I mean? Um, my pastor used to say a scripture. The late Apostle R.J. Washington he used to say this um, particular scripture: "You'll know as you follow on and know." You'll know as you follow on because a lot of things start as in seed form, and I, this is my quote: "Greatness is in seed form." Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be great at something, it's gonna come in seed form, right. and you have to water that seed. You know, and you don't have to cultivate that seed so it can really, you know, what I'm saying, get to the maximum. And if you stop, you're not gonna really see what that seed was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, because I never gave up on my dreams to play basketball on a high level, um, the evolution uh, of the game in me. It, you know, culminated through St. Augustine Glory, and as I continue to go on, who could tell what else it'll become? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And earlier you mentioned that we go way back, probably to like 2001 or whatever. We played in the City League a few times. And um, just in a, as an observer of you, I've seen that basketball carry you from college, you know, through our playing time at church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you playing professionally at one point in time for the Giants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now actually owning St. Augustine Glory. How was that time period of you transitioning from um, playing for the Giants up until, you know, realizing that, hey, I can do my own thing with the glory? How was that time frame? Man, that was actually the one of the most, as a basketball player, that was one of the most difficult times of my life. Yeah. Um, playing for the Jacksonville Giants was an awesome opportunity. Um, an arena, 13,000, 14,000 seat arena. Um, biggest basketball stage in minor league basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, incredible, incredible opportunity. And, um, you know, I pursued it as a professional, you know what I mean? Um, and I didn't actually get the playing time that I desired. Um, and I learned a lot in that process. I learned about, um, you know, just how to persevere, you know what I mean? How to, you know, maintain your integrity, you know what I'm saying? I think that that was the main thing. My character was tested, you know what I mean? Having to know that you are talented mm-hmm. and, and have to wait your turn. You know what I mean? You hear that story a lot. But for me, it was ruling process emotionally yeah. mm-hmm. because I felt like I was being, uh, you know, called, you know, not worthy of a position that I knew I qualified for. Sure. As far as time on the court. Yes. Because, you know, and just, just a little bit about being a pro and playing basketball in the minor league, it's a grind. Yeah. It's 100% grind. So, you know, if you're not getting time on the court, you're not getting film, you're not getting stats, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what what am I doing, you know what I'm saying, in this opportunity? Although mm. it's great, you know, you, you're like, what am I doing? And so I had to be very patient. Mm. And I had to not lose confidence in myself, yeah. in my game, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And uh, I had to go out on a daily basis in the minor league basketball rankings in order to get that check daily, you got to prove yourself daily. Mm. You're going to have a couple bad practices, you might be cut. You're going to have one bad game, you might be cut. You know Don't matter how good your resume was, Don't you could have been all-star in high school, all-star in college, but when you get to the professional uh-huh. arena, you could just throw that out the window. I mean, you're going to get what they call a leash. You feel what I'm saying? So if you're a high-tier player or you can draw people, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, just on your name, mm-hmm. you're going to get a leash. Or your leash might be real, real long. But your leash, if you don't start being productive, it's gonna run out because you got you got coaches that gotta get paid. Yeah. And the minor league rankings, if you lose, that's a formula for an unsuccessful business. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if a, a coach ain't gonna get paid if the team not winning. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. your leash is long as long as you can draw fans and you can do something, you know, maybe a high fly or whatever. But then you got people who got shorter leases. Where you you got <laughs> Your margin for error is very minimal, and you, and, and, and and that least is in just in practice. Just in practice, we ain't even talking about the game. We talking about just, just in, in practice. practice. Just in practice, because it's all vibes. Sounds like yeah. nervous in there. Yeah. So if a coach yeah. got a vibe that uh, he can't produce for this team, yeah, you know what I mean. You don't that, like it's, it all boiled down if they like you or not. I'm glad you brought up that man because I feel like I f- I feel like you know life is a grind, and I feel like to teach the next generation mm-hmm. that 
especially athletes, because I'm I came from uh, athlete. I played college football myself, and it's like the the kids they don't understand. Some of them don't understand. Is like, hey, take these opportunities. Because once you get, as you go to the next level in, into your athletic career, they're far and few. Mm-hmm. And you have to compete. Like, it's one thing to be 6'7". You the tallest one on the team, probably the best athlete. But one, as you get older, you're going to see most 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guys. And it's a, it's a real hard grind for our competition. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you think, I know you played at EWC, do you think for you, Playing in college was like your foundation because you guys traveled. You had to grind against the other college. Uh, what it was, NAI at the time, they were playing like Benedict College yep. and um, yep. um, uh, uh, Morris. Morris. <laughs> so it was like all over the southeast, basically. Like it was a real grind for us, like them days at, uh, playing at Edward Waters. And so you, you're asking, do I think that it was necessary for yes. college? Um, for for your your foundation of the grind translate transition to the pro professional. Um, yeah, for me it was. You know, um, I was a late bloomer. You know what I mean. And um, with basketball, it's changed a lot since I played. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, the game itself. You know, they got they 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 getting these kids at five years old, and they training these kids. You know what I mean, all the way up. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so by the time certain kids are. 18 years old, they're they're ready for pro because they've been developing. Groomed, yeah. yeah, they've been groomed for all their life. So um, I, I didn't have that opportunity. Mm. I came from low income housing. You, you know, know from the black top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. And uh, you know, my you know my mom had a nervous breakdown when she was in her 20s. So uh, she, we lived off social security. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before that, she was very you know successful as a welder. Um, but so that whole lifestyle that I was in, you know, I didn't have the, you know, we're going to hire a trainer, even back in out, but when, when I was growing up, hiring trainers, it the, really, work, <laughs> the work on your elbow yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, that, that ain't going to really happen. You better go out there and get it off the cuff, you know, and so. Um, in the heat too, yeah, bro. In the heat, in the heat. So I made my, my, my um, you know, development out there working hard, and I was slow, I was skinny, so for me, if I hadn't had college, I mean, I, you could throw the pro pro mindset. I, 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 you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because college is a real proven ground, mm. especially if you ain't have a real elite high school coach. You know, yeah. if you ain't go to one of these prep schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Academy yeah. schools. If you went to a regular high school where you got a regular coach, that <laughs> and you basically just getting it from your athleticism. And your own will, basically, and like you said, regular. Because you know the high school public school, they teachers and got other stuff going they on. Got, yeah, they and underpaid. Every so coach, and every coach don't know basketball. Yeah. Like it's some high school coaches that just got a job. They're not teaching kids really what they need to know. So, um, but my my high school coach, he 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 didn't know basketball. I was primarily asked to shoot. Okay. And yeah. what that did is uh it, it undeveloped my, my ball handling and all of that stuff. So in order for me to get ready for even college, I had to go work on my handles for like three months. Well I wanna I wanna say something. Earlier you were talking about how like you were playing for the Giants, you didn't get much playing time. Mm-hmm. I actually remember coming to one of those games and um I heard you had played for the team or whatever and I came and um you know, at that particular time I didn't see you play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I was looking down at you, you know, on the bench, you know, Celebrate the team when they made good shots, all this kind of stuff, whatever. You know, you, you said something earlier about character. Mm-hmm. 
And I think a lot of times, you know, like you said, you were going through this trial period where you were trying to figure out, you know, what am I doing? I think it's very important, you know, looking at your success today um, to just to understand that, you know, with that character doing that whole process of like frustration and trying to figure it out. I think a lot of people can apply that to their lives personally, you mm -hmm. know, in their careers, because um, even for myself, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, you do something for so long that, you know, you want to move on and do something different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you put in a position uh, of a waiting period, that, you know, mm -hmm. per se. Yeah. It's like you have two options in that period. You can either develop your character or you can like whine pretty much and like, you know, be stuck in that right. mode of whining and understanding, you know. Looking at the problem more so than, you know, the promise, you know, basically of what God wants to give you. Yeah. And um, just want to encourage people with that. Like, if you're stuck in a situation where you don't know what's going on, you're frustrated, it's always something better on the other side. Right. I found out to be true. Obviously, you know, we're talking to you today. You found it to be true. And I just think that, um, definitely commendable that you didn't focus on the fact that you didn't play during that time. And that you're yeah. still trying to, like, relive that moment of not playing. You said, mm -hmm. you know what, something else is out here is better yeah. for you. Yeah. And, you know, obviously God laid that out for you. Yeah. And I think it's very important to you know, take away that part of your basketball career is that, you know, you've been through some up periods and some yeah. down periods. Yeah, I mean, know. and I didn't, I didn't kind of get a chance to talk about the positives, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because those were just the challenges. Yeah. They built my character, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And also, if if that door had been more open for me, the St. Augustine Gordon may not exist. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, if I had not seen some of the things that I didn't feel were right ways to treat people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I wouldn't be able to set my my character, my ideals of what professional basketball should be in place. Yeah. So I get a chance to create something mm -hmm. based on me actually having experience in that arena. Gotcha. So I could create a brand of basketball and treatment of people. You know what I mean? That that others can come to respect, you know what I'm saying? And even if they don't understand it, I know from my heart that we gave them something. You know what I mean? We loved them. We took yeah. care of them. You know what yeah. I mean? The Sinaloa Seniors yeah. is bigger than just a professional basketball team. It's a, it's, a, it's a place where we're looking to see the glory of God manifested in the way that we treat people and loving people, loving yeah. players, giving players opportunities. And, um, so and, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that point up, you, your foundation for the whole Saint Saint Augustine Glory. A question I want: Where did you get your Where do you get your inspiration from? Uh, I think all of my inspiration boils down to the hope that I have from Christ, and then I think this that hope that I have from Christ it causes me to dream because I know He got my back, um, and that if there's something out here in this world, I know He cares about me, my heart, my desires. So that's where my inspiration comes from, from an inner standpoint. My motivation, I'm motivated by my mother, um, by her experiences in life, yeah. about her courage to take care of us. After she had a nervous breakdown, she still regained custody of us. Um, being a single parent, raising three kids, three boys, did an impeccable job to get us up, get us grown as men. Mm -hmm. And uh, we survived, you know what I mean? And her labor... Um, I mean that's my that's motivation to be able to ascertain everything that God has given me, so I can be able to give you know what I'm saying um, back to her um, and you know St. Augustine's my hometown too, so and that's my mom my mom so, and dad met that so cool yeah so you were saying giving back to the community and just showing that love of God um, I know recently I looked at a Facebook post of yours you had basketball 
music and ministry. It's yes. like your God giving gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. It's almost if, as if God's giving you, you know, threefold gifts. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the music a little bit. Sure. Recently heard your LP, um, The Lord Provides. Uh-huh. Uh, powerful imagery on the front. So on, on the, on the uh, I noticed, <laughs> pretty cool. I noticed that you had a, uh, there's three pictures. It was a um, empty cabinet. Uh-huh. And then after that, it was, it was rice and um, butter. And then at the bottom of that image was, was money. Uh-huh. Where did that come from? Your imagery for that man listen man it came from real life <laughs> you know one of the lines in the song man uh it says uh eating rice and butter for dinner even some months without lights it's all right though i was promised so much and so it just came from a season in my life where i actually you know had got cut from a basketball team in atlanta yeah. i came back you know i had my first apartment I was trying to figure out how to make it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, this is my first apartment. I, had, I was making money in Atlanta, but when I got cut, I, I was jobless. So I was just going through a real season right there. And so it was days where I literally had nothing but rice and butter. Like, that was my meal. <laughs> that was the grind. That was the grind, grind you know. But, yeah. you know, I bounced back, you know, yeah. I ended up, you know, getting me a job and stuff like that. But it took a, a couple months in between. So that's what it's talking about, man. But. Yeah, Disciple of the Word is my, my gospel rap name. Um, I use the acronym Dot Dub, D O T D U B B. It's dope. It's yeah. Dot Dub. Dot Dub. Dot Dub in the building. <laughs> in the building. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's like another dude from the, from the basketball guy because all yeah. I did was hoop all my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, when I got to college, though, I formed a relationship with Christ. Okay. And, I mean, God just anointed me to rap. You know, I, I wasn't a rapper, but God just anointed me to rap. Bars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bars now. I got some bars. Huh? Yeah, You've so, been doing that for a while, too, man. Yeah. You've been doing that for a while. With the music, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, so you, you got basketball, which is exciting with it in itself. Like you said, being on the court, you know, going one-on-one competition. Mm-hmm. And then the music also mm-hmm. creating, like, what? How you separate the two and what gives you like if you can like um like put in order which one's one and two for you like Man, basketball is my favorite sport. Yeah. It makes me wanna dribble up and down the court. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you missed that curve. No, I got it. I got it. How do you separate basketball and music? You can't. You're right. Because this thing about you got you got you got NBA players wanna rap. Yeah. And when rappers want a ball, yeah. so it's like yes. everything so co in this co this with that. each other. Yeah, and if you talk about art, you know what I'm saying? The art, you know, the, you know, they talk Michael Jordan like a battle, you know, like his 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 game is like art, you know, like shooting a basketball, that's like art. Um, that's creative, you know what I mean? Creating space, you know what I mm-hmm. mean, making yep. movements on a court. It's, it's 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 poetry and motion. You know what I mean? But then you got the artistry of the um the rap, the rap game, which can be competitive, you know, yeah. in the gospel rap realm, I keep it from being competitive, but I understand in order for us to to make relevant, appealing music, you have to be able to have something that's competing, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So in the church world, our artists sometimes, <laughs> they literally compete. They really uh, battle rap. Are you, re- <laughs> you know we both winning souls, right? We, yeah, we, we both encourage their lives, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll go hard on this beat. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll go hard on I'm better than, <laughs> it's yeah. a competitive sport, but, uh, you know, we're we going to chill out on that. But, uh, nah, man, um, as far as which one, um, they're different. Uh, they're yeah. different, man. Basketball um, can draw. It's more of a bait. It's more of a bait game. Sometimes when I'm rapping the gospel, man, I can feel God moving, man. Mm-hmm. I can feel God moving on people's hearts and stuff like that. 
I desire to play the game of basketball in a way that makes people say, ah, and then I can talk to them more. Do you perform or are you just doing um, songs right now? Do you perform your songs? Yeah, man. Actually, man, um, the St. Augustine Glory um, has afforded me an opportunity to provide a platform for other artists to come out and do it. And um, I actually took advantage of the opportunity as well. Um, the weekend of Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. uh, we had I Have a Dream Night. Okay. Yeah, and um, I actually performed one of my singles, um, I Have a Dream, that will okay. be on the upcoming album. One name. Oh, got the hour cover. Yeah, it's gonna hit this summer. One name. Y'all stay on the lookout for that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. So I did. So getting on stage. That's what. That's actually. That's what I'm trying to get to that point. You performing on stage and getting your music out to the folks, and you playing on the court mm-hmm. in front of people because you 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 still in the people arena with with both of them. Like those. How that make you? That energy make you feel? Do you you know? Man, I have a dream night, bro. Was like, it was like the fullness of the realization of what the St. Augustine glory is. You know, we, yeah. we we even played like the team that was top ranked in the country, like number twelve in the country. Okay, and we beat them that night. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to come out and to 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 play well. Then and when you say the beat rap, them prior to the game, the odds was y'all y'all oh, was yeah. picked to lose that game. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that team um, lost to the Giants by ten points. I mean, they were they a legit team. They yeah. was in the um, final um, final four. Yeah, final eight championship like, tournament man. for the last two years. So oh. this is a, this is a legitimate team mm-hmm. out of District Maryland, Virginia area. Okay. Um, DMV. DMV. Yes, yeah, the DMV Warriors. So you know, um, it was it was it, it was crazy, man. Honestly, bro, I had electricity running through me, man. Um, yeah, for real. But it, it was on some servanthood type. Yeah, thing, yeah, I got you. you know, I got it you. It wasn't on no pride, you know. Like I'm the man type stuff. It was on some giving back. Yeah. You know, I even dedicated that song to my my pastor who had passed. Yeah. Um, who didn't get a chance to see this team come to fruition, but I knew God's you know favor and blessing was on my life because of the labor that R.J. Washington did in the Jacksonville community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I felt of assurance to. The same blessing, um, God has blessed me to be able to carry that type of, um, you know, love and mantle to the St. Augustine area. That's know? what's up, man. And um, I'm just, you know, sitting here, man, just listening to your story, knowing your story, and just understanding that you have successfully tied what you love into basically ministry. You yeah. know, that's something my grandmother told me about what, what we're doing with Ninth Bridge is like, you know, it's kind of like your ministry because we want to give back uh-huh. uh, in the way of like, you know, just um, accountability. Uh, community service, you know, uh-huh. sharing knowledge or whatever. And uh, I think it's very interesting when a person finds their passions and they can combine it to something that glorifies God. Okay. That's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, man. So we, I definitely see that. And, um, you know, definitely hope it continues, man. Yeah, man. And, and, sure. and, and what you're saying that, Doug, um, it's important for people to understand that that process is a very difficult one mm-hmm. um, yeah. where you got to kind of quiet yourself. You do. So you can yeah. really understand your purpose. Mm-hmm. I think that your purpose in life is something that you could either like keep covering it up with a a, a, a couple blankets mm-hmm. and acting like you know it's not important for you to do it. But one day you gotta peel back those layers and say, "Hey man, why am I here? What's my you know my my my, my purpose?" And you know, speaking of college, my college days, you know. If I'm gonna pursue the NBA or professional mm-hmm. basketball, you know this is very the odds is against you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I would need to know, God, is this something you really have for me? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and soul searching, pulling back those layers. In college, you have a lot of time to mm-hmm. be able to do that. So I always encourage college kids to take time. You know, while you got, you know, these four years, instead of partying and trying to yeah. do everything, you know, freely with your time, take a little bit of time and get to know yourself. Yeah, find and, yourself. Yeah, and that's what they say. Yeah. You find yourself in college because, like you said, when you, when you you know, leaving out the the guidance of your parents, your mom, dad, or, or whoever, you know, raised you in their household, mm-hmm. and once you step out on there, it's like, you find, and yes, you have your trials and errors, because uh, um, you you see and you're curious, like, oh, okay, what's this over there? What's and then you find what's worked for you. That's why I love college because it's like a, a melting pot of a whole bunch of stuff. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You got your basketball, your football, you got your frats, yeah. uh, your yeah. sororities. Yeah. It's just, just everything there for you at your. And like you said, man, find yourself. You know, you could find after those four years, you'll find yourself like okay, and then you be on that pro- projected path, and. And I, I hear your story, and like you said, you always, you talking, and then you always go back to your college days. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something, like, I could tell that was a real big, important, like, foundation for you. Yeah. Even prior to the, you know, playing with the Giants. The, yeah. The college days is, like, that's the foundation right there. Yeah, I mean, it happens differently for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was it was definitely college. At Waters, yeah. you know, um... You know, I went through I, I went through something real diff, difficult in college, and um, coming out of it, you know, God visited me, and He took me out of my body, man. Yeah. And God spoke some things to my life that I never knew what He said to me, but I know. You know, Zella Richardson mm-hmm. from um, from Bethel. From Bethel, yeah. God used Zella to tell me, like God literally took over her body and used her to talk to me. Mm. It was God Himself talking to me through somebody. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you ever had that experience. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, I heard God talk to me directly through her, and God told me I spoke to you in darkness, and God did. He took me out of my body and spoke to me until I was in this big, you know, I don't know if y'all know what a wormhole is, you know, mm. or a portal, mm. a wormhole. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, worm, yeah. Yeah. So I traveled through a wormhole spiritually, and got to the end of the wormhole, and it was a arena. It was pitch black darkness, and God, I heard His voice. Mm. And so from that moment, I had hope, an unusual amount of hope in my life. That hope allowed me to persevere, you know, through all of the things that I had went through in life. So, um, man, I could just tell you, man, college, man, it's, 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 it's a time, man, where you really need to, if you go to college, you know, use that, that freedom. You know, it, it, it's, it's a responsibility that come with it, but lose, use that freedom to really do some soul searching. And so... My college years, I met, I met Doug. He he was in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. told me. Yeah, and, and speak and speaking of that 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 um the quote you just gave us about using your time and finding yourself, I want to get um speak on the youth. Like, mm-hmm. if you see a young, like you said, basketball, five six, everybody want a ball. Like, what would be your advice if you look at that that guy or look at you? Make, make so if your twenty eighteen self looking at your seven year old self, what would you tell him? You know, it's a scripture that says, uh, he, he he that strives for like masteries that they they must strive lawfully. Um, I, I'm not quoting it exactly right, but it's a scripture that talks about striving for masteries. You're not crowned unless you strive lawfully. Mm-hmm. 
In other words, there's no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, I would tell that guy that... A seven-year-old just at the court. Seven-year-old at the court. Just at the court. Just listen. listen. <laughs> want to play basketball. Listen, listen. I would tell him his possibilities out here. Go for your dreams. You know, I would tell him my priorities. God first. Family. School. Basketball. Oh. That's my priorities. I would tell him that, and I would tell him, no, don't take no shortcuts. Um, and keep working hard. And make sure that you grow in more than one area. Grow in another area besides basketball. Because, you know, you know, this I heard this great quote by a guy named Johnny Rimber. He said, There's life after professional sports. Yeah. So you, you want to grow in more more than one area. Exactly. I feel you on that man. Before we go, man, I have just one last question for you. Might might make you think a little bit. If you could build a bridge between failure and success, what would you name that bridge? Hope. 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 Fair enough. That's, that's Brad's bridge. It's hope. The hope bridge. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because without hope, you ain't gonna never cross that bridge. Exactly. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. All right, Brad. Thank you for coming out, man. Plug your social media stuff and. San Augustine Glory. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Want to reach out to or come to a game next season? Yeah, yeah. Follow the um, team. We're gonna be at Glory Baskets. Uh, you can keep, um, you know. Track what we're doing. We'll get update information there at Glory Baskets. Um, there's no space in between that. Um, it's on the end. Also, uh, www.saglory.com for St. Augustine, saglory.com. That's how you can follow us for the basketball for us, um, Dot Dub and the music. Um, you can follow us um, at um, Dot Dub. That's D-O-T-D-U-B-B at Dot Dub or Brad Dot Dub Clark. Um, and we'll be coming out with more tracks soon. And so, yeah. And that's all on Facebook and Instagram. All that. All, Facebook, all. Instagram, Twitter. Your yeah, Twitter. All social media. Yeah, all, uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Hey man, you gonna get them twenty and twelve next season? <laughs> hey, we're gonna see, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna cross that threshold of forty. Uh, so. I, oh my, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, don't look at it like that. <laughs> there you go. The there ten and ten, huh? Nah, nah, nah. That's nah, go fifteen. Easy. This okay, easy, okay. Easy. You still yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got it, man. For sure. I got, I got work, man. Um, but. Nah, we, um, one of my goals is to be 40 and flying. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, all right. That's my goal right now. You got a spot for me just to sit on the bench with the uniform on? Yeah, man. Uniforms on. look nice, man. Come on through, man. Appreciate it, yeah, man. They, they look oh, nice. yeah. Y'all go online and cop the uniforms, too, yeah. man. Oh, they yeah. cop the jerseys and stuff? Yeah, okay. The jerseys. Yeah, okay. But we're doing a uh, sale right now. Um, they normally like 99, but we're doing it for 75. Um, all the proceeds help the glory, um, you know, maintain. Also, yeah. We're looking for sponsors for our team. Okay. So, um, you know, you can call 904-234-8927 um, uh, for sponsorship opportunities. Um, also, um, if you want to just get involved in what we're doing with our partners, um, we're partnering with um, 501c3 nonprofits um, for literacy um, for, um, in, the, in the community, um, Fill My Cup, also autism um, with the Ability Tree there in St. Augustine. So, we're partnering with some great organizations to give back, Boys and Girls Club, and the list goes on and on and on. So support the St. Augustine Glory. You can also donate to the team there as well. Um, we need your support, of course, to, um, to push this envelope yeah. much, much higher. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Brad Clark. Appreciate it. Sir, thank you, guys, man. Appreciate what you guys doing. Absolutely, man. All right. Appreciate it.